is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results. And on this beautiful day today, I have with me from Presidential Bank Mortgage, the man with all the money, the myth, the legend, Mr. Terry Kernan. How we doing? Great. How are you? We're officially at the end of August now, pretty much. We uh, are. Kids we are. are in schools. So Got to watch all those yellow cheese buses out there and all the other crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And, and it's uh, it's amazing. I thought a couple of years ago or three years ago that they decided that they were going to start in the state of Maryland schools after Labor Day. That's what I thought. And I guess that didn't last very long. I thought it was a great why. idea. I do, too. The beach, um, one, all the money, the revenue at the beach, another the revenue week at the or beach. so, and just everything. And you're right. I thought about that because, you know, my birthday, September 7th, right around, I, that's how I knew it was time to go back to school. Like, I blew out the candles and I was like, all right, go get your book bag packed up tomorrow's school. That's how I knew. Yeah. So it, it's just uh, it just comes up so quick. I always say that uh, in in my world, once I get past Fourth of July, it's the end of the summer because the next six weeks just boop just disappears. So. Just like that. All right, let's get into numbers real quick. And Terry, then we're going to get into since it's hurricane season. <laughs> Seems like interest rates, we're in the middle. I hope we're in the eye of the storm or the, or the mm-hmm. worst of it's over. But we're going to talk about that. Here we go. And by the way, um, if anybody has a, a question, care, thought, concern, definitely uh, we want to thank all of our listeners and our podcast stuff and all that. Um, you can definitely like, click the bell, uh, ring it, um, save it, send it over to uh, you know, family, friends, and everybody share our program. We appreciate it. And it's on WFMD.com. All the drop-down has all that on there as well. And my uh, and my site at DarrenAhern.com. So all there for you. We got everything you ever need. All right, numbers, Terry. Total actives. Guess what? 268. It's just flatline. 268. Homes for sale right now. 153 resales in the average time. Oh, we're up a little. 48. I was going to say, that's up. 48 days on the market. Everything's a little bit up. Um, one of the good things I saw a video of this last week talked about that inventory across the country as an average was higher. Um, this is the highest been in, in years. But in our area... It's flat. It's not like we're seeing a lot of gains at all. We're just not. Uh, the lowest we saw was like 89 um, years ago. There over a year ago or so, year and a half, it was 89, but 153. So some would say, wow, we doubled in inventory yeah. since the low. Yeah, we have 153, whereas right now we should have seven to 800 as a balanced normal market. And so yeah. we've doubled, but we're also 80% below where we should be. Exactly. 48 th- days in the market. Um, the cheapest thing for sale right now out of everything is $153,000, which I have a client that wants to go see this place. It's an auction, and it is a good deal. It's going to get bidded up. I already told them this puppy dog is going to go to at least 180, 190, but they got cash. Is it a condo? Um, or? It's, a, it's a Villa Flat. On Chadwick, it is a two-bedroom, two-bath, um, flat condo-type unit, and 153. I'd buy it for that because resale on a flip, you get that puppy at about 250. So there's some equity, but that's going to get bid up. There's going to be—I already told them—there's going to be like 20 or 50 cash buyers on this property, and that's the sad part, Terry. With stuff like this and these these flip properties, somebody that has to do that wants to do financing on a foreclosure online auction sale, 
they don't have a chance. There is so much cash and money out there. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, right. but, but if it's an auction, does it go to the highest bidder yeah, regardless highest of whether bidder. you're paying cash? No inspections, yep. And it's so, pretty so, much cash, highest bidder. And But uh, you can get financing. Oh, yeah, you can. You can... <laughs> You can auction, you can bid with an auction on these properties and say, hey, I'm putting down 20% or 30 or 50, whatever. The problem is the banks are probably going to take a cash option over uh, a loan unless somebody with cash goes, like on this property, let's say someone with cash goes to 175 and somebody comes in at 180, but they're willing to do financing. I don't know what the banks are going to do. I don't know if they're going to be like, well, five or 10 grand higher. Sure, we'll take that risk over cash, two weeks, no inspection. Give me the keys, if you will. So, so, so on yep. that note, yep. I just had a customer close um, this past week. And what basically they did was they went online, they did an auction, and they won a bid, and it came in at 352000 they came to me and said, <clears throat> we just won this bid. We want to finance it. And when it came down to the wire, they said, we want to pay cash, but we want to have financing just in case when it comes down to the wire. They actually went to settlement and they were able to pay cash, They but they borrowed from their 401k. So what do we know about that is that you're going to get penalized if you don't return it in 60 days. Right. Yeah. So yeah. good. So we did what was called delayed financing. Okay. They bought at the beginning of July. They won an auction. The house appraised with us for 430. They bought it for 352. Wow. It was an older home, beautiful home uh, down in Harrisonburg, Virginia. So it was out of this area. A gorgeous home, but basically we did delayed financing. So that is an option when you go to auction that you can come back and we will do delayed financing. We treat it as a purchase, and they we basically gave them uh, two hundred thousand back out of the three fifty to put back into their four hundred one k, and it worked out perfectly. Good. There you go. There's a nice scenario about how that can happen um, when it comes to auction, online bidding, and and, and buying a place. Good stuff coming. Um, new construction, 115, so staying steady there. Coming soon, 47, pending under contracts right now is 492, with 206 brand new builds and 286 resales. And those resales, those 286 under contract right now, Terry, the average time in the market is 16, and that number is definitely going to keep climbing up little by little since our average resale time on the market right now is 48 days. Um, 30 days last sold properties, 324. Average time is 15 days, and the list of sold is 101 percent on the button so that's the inventory stuff like that we're going to get into mortgage stuff i don't even want to mention the word it's a four-letter word in our world I, I mean i don't even want to talk about it until january february march and that is called rate that's the four-letter word five-letter word is interest rates but rate tell us what in the world is going on so rates continue to go up no yeah 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 and it has flattened out a lot it has put a lot of people on the sideline so we see a little slight increase in in um we, we've seen a big decrease in demand and that's what those numbers don't say but they say it here is that 48 days that we're now looking at 48 days on average um a listing that means that the demand has gone down. So that demand has dissipated tre tremendously. Yeah. 
and even what we're taking weeks. a look at. Yeah, not just even the last. By the way, everybody felt seasonal, and I heard I heard a good podcast about this. No, this is beyond seasonal. This is purely affordability and 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 interest rates going through the roof. Good. Yeah. So so basically, I had um, a borrower this week uh, won a contract. Nobody was fighting them for it or anything like that. So they're able to go in with the home inspection, appraisal, the whole nine yards. But basically, we talked about rates, and I said, you know, rates have gone up. And he said, yeah, I know. And he said, but I've done my research. And he said, um, I'm going to go with a higher rate, pay zero points, because I, all the research I'm doing and everything that you've told me, Terry, uh, I know that I'm going to be able to refinance in the next 18 to 24 months. So he says paying points doesn't make sense. And so most people, when they're looking at buying a house, they're looking at, give me my lowest payment now. And he was saying, give me my lowest out-of-pocket cost now because I don't care about what my payment is right now. It's all about what my payment's going to be in 18 months. So uh, so very educated, very it, – it was Good to see. I mean, he did his legwork. He listened to me, so we had a we had a great conversation. So that's kind of what we're seeing is that the rates are way up, twenty three year high. They're above the seven and a quarter that we talked about. They're in the seven and a half range. The volatility remains. I think that we're going to see rates come down um, by the end of September definitely by the end of September. And if it's not going to come down, it's going to at least stabilize. And that's what, you know, like I've always said on the show, I can sell stability all day long. Selling volatility is very, very yeah. hard. Um, is the uh, In September, they I heard Chatterbox that the Fed was maybe going to raise rates again to, to really hedge off more inflationary pressure and, and everything. Is that still up in the air right now, do you hear? Still up in the air, um, but that's going to happen. So the big numbers that's going to come out. Yep. The big numbers is going to be in the first week, and that's uh, employment. Yeah, that's so big. expect that number to be tight. But right after, the week after the employment figures come out, it's the CPI and the mm -hmm. PPI, and that drives our market, okay? That really drives our market. We've seen our stocks that rebounded very, very well have taken a hit in the last 30 days. So we probably, a lot of us probably had uh, portfolios that peaked from a year ago and made a nice recovery, but now we've seen a, a bit of a drop back. So there's still just a tremendous amount of uncertainty. We've got to get the rates under control. I, as I say it every month, I don't think that they can keep raising the rates, and I think that the slowdown that we're going to see because the decrease in demand is going to um, further back up my thoughts on raising the rates yeah so one of the things um terry that we we've been discussing everything um with all this is uh with buyer strategy so let's get right on into that the first question i get is oh should i wait should i buy now what should i do what should i do i always tell people look it all depends on what the heck your goals are that's it you we go back to you marry the house you date the rate okay the payment things you can structure and change it up in time and everything um like that in general but i think the bigger thing is not only are people, Terry, counting on buyers, you know, thinking that rates will come down here next year, but, well, there's got to be a price decrease. There's got to come down a lot. If you're buying a high-end home and stuff like that, maybe, maybe a little bit, six, dollars $800,000 in our area and above, may see that. But if you're in this three fifty dollars and under range, good luck. 
<laughs> Until yeah, it's just not going to happen. I still think we're going to see three, at least three to five percent growth, maybe, um, in our area. And uh, who wants to pay three or five percent more in price on a house? Now it's twenty thousand dollars more, twenty five thousand dollars more next year. But the other thing, Terry, I think about is, well, if you wait till the rates come down. You're acting like a lot of other buyers out there. Now, buyer demand goes through the roof. Now, bidding wars happen again. Correct. Now, you're paying $20,000 above the asking price after the market's already gone up for three to six months. Seriously? You got to start. Like, this is where you got to get really logical and no feelings involved about, like, yeah, these are the things to pay attention to. So... I still think there's a 51% greater chance you're going to pay more later than right now. Now, Terry, if rates go to 8 9%, we're going to have a different conversation <laughs> because all the homes on the market price-wise is going to have a very different conversation than flattening out. We will then start to see 5 10% decreases, which will make up for these higher interest rates. And even now, I'm already talking about – I just talked to one this morning in Montgomery County down there um, – you know, right on the lakefront down there, Gunners Lake. And I had said to them, you know, they're looking to get their renters out. There's investment. They live out of state. They found me online, and we had a great conversation this morning. And um, and I said, look, you know, they're going to have them out in the November. They said, Darren, we're looking to put the place on the market beginning of January. What are your thoughts? And I'm like, oh, that's going to be fantastic. Welcome to the spring market. They're like, what? Spring market? I thought that was March and April. No, end of April, you're late already. January is the spring market. Even though it's snowing and it's cold, January is when the buyers are out to get in before the grass turns green. It's just how it always works, right, is the general rule. So there's the first massive wave of buyers that come after um, October because November, December, based on holidays, seasonally, is, is always um, a lot slower. And I think this year it will be only because rates – like Terry said, could be flattened out. We could be like plateaued at that point at wherever that may land. And so here's what I wanted to talk about. The strategy is this. Um, most of it is that. And so it's what are your real goals? And this is the thing I really want to want to talk to you about is, is this is a discussion that becomes very in-depth with what you're really trying to accomplish here. That's what's really, really important. Um, uh, so, all right, Terry, with that being said, let's talk about what rates. What in the world? Give us a scenario that we talked about. That's really important for people to understand about what we're talking a little bit deeper here. So the number one thing with rates going up, the payment goes up, okay? So I had a first-time home buyer, and she asked that question. Should I buy now or should I wait? And we had the same exact discussion. Demand's going to be higher. Costs will probably be up. Demand is low now. Always buy when demand is low. Always sell when demand is high, right? That's yeah. how you're going to maximize your return on investment. So I ran a scenario for her. She makes $100,000, okay? She is in the 24% tax bracket. Okay. Uncle Sam says, I am going to basically give you two things that you can write off to lower your income in our eyes. So your taxable income right now with not owning a home, paying rent, which she pays $2,200 a month. That's cheap. That's cheap. <laughs> Anymore. $100,000 salary and basically 24% tax bracket. On a $300,000 loan, she is looking at $21,500 a year in interest payments at 7.5%. Okay, good. Okay? Yep. 
Real estate taxes, you can also write that off. Yep. So add that together. You've got $24,500 that you can actually write off from your taxable income. So what it does is it does two things. It lowers your taxable income. So hers got lowered to $75,500, but it also drops you down into a lower tax bracket. That's the magical pill right there. Yes. Bingo. So when I showed her this formula, and basically here's what happens is Uncle Sam today is taxing her 24% of $100,000, which is $24,000. Yep. A year from now, Uncle Sam will be taxing her on... 22% lower tax bracket at an income of $75,500. Right. So when I put those numbers out there, she will pay $7,400 less in taxes next year if she buys the house right now. And that's all she needed to see. And she was like, okay, that Bingo. makes total sense. So even though the interest rates are up, even though we're at 7.5%, the biggest thing that you're going to do is you're going to receive a tremendous tax benefit over the next two years until we can lower your payment. So we can, until we can lower your payment. Her payment on a $300,000 property that she was looking at, the right. condo, is $2,600 a month. Her current rent is $2,400 a month. $400 difference. So $400 difference. $7,400 less than Taxes that are going out of your pocket. Here you go. Here it comes. Equals six hundred and sixteen dollars a month. So the the exact rental of twenty two hundred dollars, the exact money coming out of your pocket, you can go as high as twenty eight hundred dollars and really not realize a tax or a difference in cash flow. In cash flow. Okay, that's right. They, Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So, there it is. so if you buy the house, you can go to your HR department instead of getting zero deductions, you can get four or five, get an extra six hundred dollars in your pocket every month that will help you bridge that gap. Did I explain that? Okay? Yeah, that's perfect. That's it right there. So guys, that's it. So, now, so, this is why it's so important as buyers to not be fiddling online and mortgage calculators and, this, da, 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 and, and then all of a sudden you, you think you believe this because it says this, but you don't know. It doesn't like maybe give you the calculations and some of the things that Terry has uh, built in to be able to educate so that you can emphatically see the savings. And then what is that differential in your breakpoints? Like how much can I afford based on XYZ? But what happens if I still pay rent? And then what happens if I buy even with these rates and how much that works? Terry, one of the things that came to my mind when you shared this in my head, I thought for buyers incentive for more um, incentive for purchasing, okay, because of affordability and everything else, what would happen if the powers and the makers of being the tax world would actually give not just the deduction for real estate taxes and um, and your interest, but what would happen if you could write off even additional amounts, like a higher rate than even now for your interest and tax deductions? Wouldn't that be a weird thing to do for a while? Yes, but it won't happen. Why? Why won't that happen? Because they need our money. Ah, because you. Because remember, taxes at we're that point. spending more than we give them. Yes. And the national debt keeps going up and up. So, so to, so that, 
Yeah. Great idea. Well, we're trying to promote home ownership and affordability and all that good stuff. But, so. but, but that is the thing that, that you can sit down and, and anybody I see. anybody I've ever presented this to, yep. they're like, wow, that makes sense now. Because anybody that I, I, I say, well, do you know how the tax deductions work? Do you know how the benefits work? And they say, well, no. That's right. Nobody's ever said, oh, yeah, I this is this, this, and this. The answer is always no. Now, if I ask a CPA, he's going to say, oh, yeah, of course I do. But yep. outside of, so. Most people don't know. And this so is there you have it. So and those are real numbers on a real deal that I just, just did, did this week. That's awesome. And so there you go. Somebody just got their money's worth right there, Terry. So at the end of the program, Terry's information's on here. Give him a call, sit down with him, let him run these numbers or just over the phone, emails, whatever. And this is what I love is you can get this the real time of exactly what that will look like for you. So, all right, Terry, let's get into this big segment here. Whoa, the rental market. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. All right, Terry, here are the facts. In the last five years, the rent. Oh, let me do the numbers. Right now in Frederick County, there are 90 90 properties this morning for rent in Frederick County that we as agents have access to. Now, you, there might be apartments or private or others, you know, out there advertising um, places for rent out there. So, and that's probably, I'm going to guess maybe double. So there may be a, let's just say there's 200 places for rent in Frederick County. I want everybody to just think about this thing called breathing people population. We have 300,000 people live in the area. If you have 200, 250 on a great day rentals for sale or for rent, rent out there, and we have 300,000 people live in the area, does that look like a little bit of a problem for housing? I think that's a squeeze. That's a squeeze. That's a big squeeze. Okay. Now, if we had 1,000 places for rent, well, that's a different conversation. But to have probably 200 or less, and now we have active homes for sale, 268 of those. And let's be honest, out of these 268... 80% of the population can't afford them. That's the truth. Am I right? That's why we're taking so many people to Washington County, going out farther and all that. So in five minutes, here's what I'm going to run down. Check this out with the rental stuff. We got 90 um, for sale, 12 coming soon or up for rent. Not for sale, but up for rent. Okay. Um, 15 of them are single family homes, 50 of them are townhouses, and 25 of them are condos or mobile homes or something okay. other than um, a single family home or a townhouse. So that makes up the 90. The cheapest thing in the whole county to rent, get ready, is a one bedroom, one bath, not a bedroom, I'm sorry, a studio with a bathroom in it, all wide open, 502 square feet. Would you like to... I thought you were going to say $502. Oh, no, 502 square... <laughs> that, that would have been fine. That, yeah. that would have been great. 502 square feet. Um, yeah, wonderful. Up in Emmitsburg. So let me see if I can guess it. Where see, is guess it? it? Guess It's in Emmitsburg. It's a studio, 502 square feet. Please tell me how much... $975. Not quite... But it's seven. This is a blue light special. Okay. Seven hundred and seventy-one dollars. Okay, that's that's a pretty good price. Now I can know what I can rent a bedroom out of my house for seven hundred dollars a month. All right, no kidding. All right, so here we go. The highest is a four bedroom, four full bath, one half bath in Newmarket for five thousand dollars. And at some point coming up soon, I personally will have the highest rental property in all of Frederick County. It's actually what I know of, which will be in downtown overlooking Baker Park, and it's going to be upwards of almost $6,800 a month rent. 
If you saw this place, you'd understand why. It's one of the nicest places in all Frederick. So here's the deal, man. Terry, when it comes to this stuff here, we got about four minutes left. In the past five years, the rental market has gone up an average of 7% per year. That is a 35% increase. So back in 2018, remember that time frame? That's pre-COVID, pre-masks yeah. and all yep, that. We yep. were having fun. All right, in 2018, the average, if you were paying $2,000 a month for rent, today, guess how much you pay? I'd say 2700 Higher, come on, man. 35% higher, $2,000 a month mortgage payment. It's $3,000. $3,000 a month rent. Who likes a $3,000 a month rent payment, Your Honor? Wow. And that just happened in five years, boys and girls. And somebody wants to know why it's not a good reason to buy a house? But, yeah, question. Good. Is the, the, the last year when rates have shot up from 35 to 7 percent to 7.5%, the one thing that I've heard is, my rent's going up, I gotta buy. My rent's going way up. There, you know, how much of that 35% has happened in the last year? Do you have that number? Yeah, it's actually higher. This is the average, but we've been topping off double digits. It's been over 10%. Which is unbelievable. So, yeah, so 2019, COVID and stuff like that. Well, here's the thing this is during COVID. COVID, nothing happened. Nobody could collect rent. Nobody could do this. You couldn't eat out. You couldn't do nothing but wear a mask around your house by yourself for two years, it felt like, right? So when we look at these numbers, it's true. The, you take If you take out the two years, which really, how much did rent? Nobody could do anything. It's actually, this is the average over five years, but per the three of those years, it's, it's like 10%. Ten percent, ten percent. Wow! Right. So if you're paying, that's two to three hundred. How many people have we heard saying, "Darren, my rent's going up four hundred dollars a month coming up. Get me out of here." That is a stinking broken record. And this is the thing: people are saying, "Well, when's that going to stop?" Now that the real estate market's kind of leveling off, probably now coming up next year, we may see rents top out a little bit in some areas, in some areas maybe not. But that just shows, goes back to affordability, Terry. So here's the thing I want to talk about when we get all of our listeners. This is what is really big. There's these proposals. We've talked a little bit about it. I'm baiting everybody up here. Rent controls, laws that dictate how much a landlord can charge for rent. What? How do we how do how how much do we want the government in overreach to tell us what a homeowner a landlord can charge for rent? Do we really want do we really want the free market to dictate this like we've been having like rent willing renter, a willing landlord who's willing to pay what? And what does the market bear? Seems like the days of free enterprise is going away. Is this going to be a bad thing or a good thing in the long run? What are the pros and cons? And especially if you own an Airbnb or any type of an investment, what in the world is going to happen in the rental market if we start to see rate controls? So here's what we want you to do. Next time, call in 301-694-9363. And uh, right here, and Terry and I, we're going to tackle this. We're going to go through all this with you. We want to hear your stories and what your thoughts are about it. So. Take care. Happy buying and selling. Terry here, always here for you at your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care now.
Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244. 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713, or at darrenahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapfel Heating and Air Conditioning.